Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 554. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. It's playoff time. The CFL season is over. We just completed week 21. All the games are in the book. Totally meaningless games for this week, and we're going to review them and, and say all sorts of wonderful things about how awesome the teams were and everything else, and, and just just slap on the bullshit real hard. And we'll do that. Um, I do have the mics open for the boys right now, so just so that they don't make silly noises. Uh, I do that just because I don't know if my mic's going to stop and they can always say something. And uh, we can keep going. But uh, what's my general rant? There really isn't one. Um, uh, Yeah, what's going on? We're going to go over the – what is the big news that got dropped? It's the uh, finalists today came out for the awards. And – None of them are really um, surprising. We knew exactly what was going to happen and why they came out. And it's, uh, it's kind of iffy. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with several of them, but, uh, you know, that's what's going to happen. And we'll see what goes on. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. So uh, let's say introduce the boys and we can go on. And there's really nothing happening in the league. Like there's no major suspensions uh, there's no nothing we can talk about. There's nothing that's going on. Nobody's done anything really stupid. Uh, we will talk about some coaching changes, and we'll talk about some manager changes, uh, if there are any or if they're not, and we'll go from there. But let's introduce the boys right now. We've got Charles, Charles Cliff from Abbotsford. How you doing, buddy? Speak now. Okay. Charles doesn't want to talk I'm to me. I'm still here. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm still here. And then I just okay. started talking. Yeah. I'm here now. Sorry about that's, that. That's, that, that's kind of why I say things. And just so that yeah. you go, oh, I'm not, I'm, not wor- I'm not talking. It's not working for me. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. So. Your, your mic yeah. sounds really but good I'm here now. Charles. I just thought I'd Thank share you. that well, with I got, you. Uh, I actually uh, had it charged and stuff like that fully, so I'm not having to use uh, my different – because I've got another – I'm on my Bluetooth um, mic right now. Uh, the other day, I was using my one that plugged in this to the computer. This one always sounds better. I don't know why. Use it, okay? Uh, you, I do. The only reason I used the, the, the other one the other time is because this one, I forgot to uh, put it on the charger, and it died on me. Okay. Yep. How are you doing? I'm doing good getting ready for playoff football in just three more days so yeah you're going to the game aren't you yeah i'm even so i'm excited we're even going down the night before we're going to stay in a hotel that's the advantage yeah. is when your wife works for a hotel chain you get cheap it, 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 it would it would be yeah i thought about coming yeah. down for the game too because i thought it would be kind of exciting but mm-hmm. um i i have a, an event that night so i can't really do that so it would be sad um, well, I'm already telling my wife to start looking for the cheap room starting next November for the Grey Cup. So, oh yeah, yeah, and and block a bunch of them. Don't don't be looking for cheap rooms. Get us some good rooms. 
Because mm-hmm. Will's well, going to come out thing. there. We get that's a good thing. We get the we get the good rooms cheap because she works for the hotel chain. That's the mm-hmm. that's the best part. Yeah. So Willie's going to need a room. I'm going to need a room. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know. Okay. Is Rick going to need one there, Will? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably need to get four or five rooms if you can. Anyhow. Uh, well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> William, welcome to the show, my friend. How yeah. are you doing, and how's Calgary? I'm good. Calgary has warmed up. The snow is all gone, um, which is nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just waiting waiting to be disappointed on Saturday afternoon. Mm. Well, you're not going to be disappointed, are you? Yes. Why? I am. I am. Because you, you because can't, you can't be disappointed because you can't have very high expectations. Well, that's but, what I was going to say. Every time, every time I do have expectations, they disappoint me. Right. Okay. So don't have any. So 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 no no. So I I do believe they found. I do believe they found the perfect way two weeks ago to beat BC. And I guarantee you, I'm going to make a prediction right now. I'm going to make a prediction right now. The Stampeders will run the ball five times. Okay? Because <laughs> Dave, well, Dave Dickinson is going to try and outsmart the Lions. They think I'm going to run the ball, so I'm going to pass the ball. You, you mean nobody you all because, So you mean like you did I, last year. Yes, because I don't have any receivers and my quarterback sucks. They'll never expect it. Look out, baby. Here we go. Okay, so, so I have a question for you, Will. Why yes, do you sir. continually yes, yes, defend sir. Dave Dickinson as the, the, the optimum person for the head coach? Because, I mean, you know what? Yeah, because. I wouldn't, I, no, no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have anybody else here. Okay. I, I don't like Mike O'Shea. I think I think the guy in BC is a make believe coach. I've never liked him. Okay. I mean, how the fuck did Bob Dice manage to keep his fucking job? Holy <laughs> shit. Um, um um like come on. Come on. What are we gonna hire Dickie's brother? There we go, there's a thought. Holy smokes, let's hire him. Well, he's unemployed. Now. Hey, he's looking for work, so maybe they will. So, uh, Dave will be the GM, and then he'll hire his brother as coach. No, I think Will was talking about Ottawa. Okay, because uh, honestly, I don't think that's a step up. No, it's not. What? Nope. From Saskatchewan to Ottawa? Go ahead, go- well, no, going from uh, going from Bob Dice to Craig Dickinson, I don't think that's an improvement. Oh no, they can't get rid of Bob Dice. They've already agreed to terms for him for another yeah, I know. season. It would be Craig Dickinson would be coming in as special teams coordinator or something. Oh boy. Oh boy. <sighs> well, he might be able to do that already. I mean, he's not a good head coach, but he's not a bad coordinator. I don't think. 
It's still special teams. It, it, it's special it's kind teams of a, is coached kind by of a, special people. Yes, yes. Short bus kind of special. Oh, did I say that out loud? You said that. that. I didn't. I'm not allowed to say that. Okay. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? All right. Enjoying the cooler weather, finally. <laughs> um, I think the uh, the weather won't be a factor for the West Final. For whoever comes, it might be windy, but it won't be very cold. So people can rest easy that it won't be uh, minus 30 here. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of wait and see who we're going to play. I think there's already 29,000 yeah. tickets sold. So I have no preference. That- that Winnipeg Calgary game had snow on the field. I saw that. Yes, yeah. Did. did you go to the Did you go to the game, Will? Um, I did not, but I'm kind of disappointed I didn't go to the game because about an hour before game time, I got a message from from Jared Zainwich saying he was in town and he was going to the game. I would have liked to have met him in person. Exactly. But that would have been it fun. Was, it was. I'm hoping. It was too late, and I didn't go. Yeah. J- so, Jared went to the BC so. get the the BC game, Winnipeg BC game. Yeah. And he, oh, he? drunk texted me at two. I didn't know that either. Yeah, he didn't tell anybody he was going. He told me that Jeez. you know he, he drunk texted me at two a.m. All happy that his team won and celebrating, and then at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning he texted me again saying that he's heading to the airport for his flight out. So <laughs> you should have called. You should have called security, and not let him, the, not let him on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have it would have been fun to meet Jared. Yeah. I mean, he was in town yeah. with you, Charles. He, I mean, you guys should have hooked up. Yeah, I mean, I would. I, I would have. He told me. I didn't even know he was here. I mean, I, I mean, one of these days when I go to a bomber game, I'm gonna go to his uh, his uh, tailgate. The tailgate, the tailgate's pretty yeah. big. They got, they got it all. They got it happening there. Yeah. I don't know if it's safe for me to like, go. Oh, also yeah. like they, they, have, they always I, invite, they always invite rider fans there too, and they have a great yeah, time. Yeah, they so. do. And I'd also oh, no, like I hate, to meet his brother. Is I'd like to meet his brother as well. I'd like to go yeah, there, but then they have to go to Winnipeg. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they got a wanted poster out with me on it. No. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk, yeah, let's talk some football here, okay? So the first game up this week was Friday night, and it was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Calgary to play the Stampede. Yeah. And at the beginning of this mm-hmm. game, there was snow on the field, and they, they cut these no. two slices right up the center. Wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. there was a yeah, blizzard. There was a blizzard yeah, there, at the beginning of the game. At, by the end of the game, it was all gone. Yep. So, it was it was an interesting game. I watched this one. Uh, it was just it was exactly the way we expected it to turn out. And I mean, Winnipeg played their second and third stringers, and Calgary. Kind of played most of their players, and, or few, or some. I don't know. It was just a mean-nothing game. It just, it just happened. I mean, we got to watch football, and that's about all I can say about it. 
William, you talk about it. Is your team? Get, what's going on? Well, what happened was, uh, yes, it was a no nothing game, but but for some reason, after the week before, Calgary thinks they're good. <laughs> so so they pretended to play like they're good, and whenever they play like they think they're good, they always lose. Yeah, they, the game the the game what the game wasn't close. They didn't have all their guys in. They had Reggie Begleton didn't play. Kadeem Carey didn't play. No. Um so and and but they did they did they did play the 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 guy that you guys say is going to be the next great quarterback in Calgary, Mayor, and he sucked as per usual. Um, I, I've heard, uh, apparently this year in Calgary, there's something going on where there's a, there's a certain, there's a certain, they treat different players differently. And after, after every game, of course, they look at the film and they review each player and what he was doing during the game. And apparently, Jake Mayer makes at least three dozen mistakes a game, and nobody yeah. chastises him for it. And nobody chastises him for it. But receivers that drop balls and so on and so forth get chastised quite a bit. So they say there's a double standard, and they don't understand why. And they're talking about that's what the big – that's what the big separation is in the uh, dressing room. Now that I've said that, <clears throat> wait, wait. Calgary will go on a run and win the fucking Grey Cup, okay? Anyways, go ahead. Well, I don't think that that's going to happen. But, but <clears throat> it could. Of course it could. It could be Calgary and Hamilton in the Grey Cup. The scariest thing is it could be Calgary and Hamilton in the Grey Cup, and Bo Levi Mitchell wins the Grey Cup for Hamilton, and all the shit talk Will's been doing for the last two years is going to come back to haunt him. Okay? I can imagine that happening to me. I'm sure. Makes sense to me. And what's Bo's record in the regular season? Would that be the first time ever that a quarterback hasn't won a regular season game like 0 and 4, 0 and 5, and then win a Grey Cup? That would be ridiculous. It's never been done. So then I'll go along with everything else this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a messed up season, no doubt about that one. Okay. Um, any anything interesting? Any further insight on this, Will, or are you just having fun? No, it's just it was a nothing game, and Winnipeg beat Calgary with their second and third string, which I'm not shocked at at all. No. So, you know, it was expected, and 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 I'm I'm lying here. I have no expectations this weekend because, in all reality, BC should just kick Calgary's ass. From start to finish, that simple. Yeah. 
and we'll see if that happens. Okay. Charles, what yeah. were your thoughts on this on this football game? Well, well my thoughts were uh, a couple of teams um, – that didn't want to get hurt. I mean, although, to be fair, a lot of the Calgary starters did play for a lot of this game. I, Jake Mayer yeah. was in for, I think, at least three quarters, maybe more. But, uh, boy, uh, if they had trouble beating second stringers and first stringers, uh, or second and third stringers from the Bombers, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this week against BC. BC Lions should have no business losing to this football team. I'm sorry. This is not – yeah, they made the playoffs. They're not a good football team. And let's face it, if BC can even neutralize the run, not even shut it down totally, neutralize the run, they should be able to beat this team. You know, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm kind of previewing the game. Let's go back to this game. The Bombers – Drew Brown could be a guy that um, teams might want to – get a hold of in the offseason because he has looked really, really good uh, in mm-hmm. the times he's played this year. He's, uh, what did he have, like nine touchdowns, no interceptions? And he went out and he had a very good game in this one, too. I mean, the guy uh, the guy seems to be getting results um, when he's been pressed into action for Winnipeg. Uh, he threw for 278 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Johnny Augustine, people forget about Johnny Augustine because of the uh, emergence of Brady Oliveira, but he had a nice game running for 87 yards on 15 carries. It's a pretty good game, so if Oliveira goes down with any kind of injury, uh, you could see uh, Johnny Augustine, a very capable backup there. Um, They're uh, going to miss... um, Dalton shown if he doesn't play, but they they do they showed in this game have some very good depth at receivers. So the Bombers went out and they really hammered Calgary and ha- uh, really handled them fairly easily. Even though Calgary had a lot of their starters still playing, and I had picked Calgary in this game for that reason that I thought Calgary would have more starters playing in this game, and I thought their starters would be able to uh, get past. Uh, the Bombers, but they they didn't. Uh, so we'll see how Calgary fares this weekend. Uh, but the Bombers, hey, good season again. Another first-place season, and they showed their depth off in this one. Yeah, they did, definitely. Rudy, talk about your team. I know you're chomping at the bit. Yeah, you know what? This game was uh, this game more just like you guys just said, kind of you know people think if Winnipeg doesn't win the Grey Cup this year that they're going to just end up you know crumbling. Uh, this showed they're going to be around, kind of like the Calgary teams were in the '90s and and, and you know 2000s, where they you know they're they're going to be always in the mix for for the for the near future. So I don't see them going anywhere. And uh, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, Winnipeg uh, good to get some of those second turners in in case injuries happen, and they got to get thrown into the fire in a, in a West Final or the Grey Cup game against whoever comes out of the, the East. So, yeah, it was a nice win and gave Drew Brown some confidence in case he's called upon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay. So the final score in this was uh, – Calgary or Winnipeg tripled up Calgary's score. 
36 to 3. Oh, it wasn't triple. It was actually just a little, no, almost. It was 39. Um, so, yeah, 36 to 3. Total points scored was 49. Charles, you took Calgary, you got 32 points. Will, you took Calgary, you got 28. CJ picked Winnipeg, got 140. I missed, missed it by a point. Rudy, you picked uh, Winnipeg and got 112. The next game up was actually a little bit more uh, competitive, shall we say. I, I honestly believe that even though these guys were trying to save and protect themselves and not try to get out without injury, uh, both of these teams wanted to win here because they're playing each other this weekend coming up. It, it's a complete rematch. So we had the Hamilton Tiger Cats into Montreal, and that's exactly what's going to happen this week is the Hamilton Tiger Cats are going to play the Montreal Alouettes in Montreal. So it's, it's just a, a precursor to it. And it went okay. I, I, I think Hamilton played well. Montreal played okay. Um, it came down to a battle, and I really think Hamilton should have won this game. And it didn't happen that way. And I'm kind of a little disappointed. I really wanted to see Hamilton uh, smoke Montreal, and hopefully they do that this weekend coming up. We'll see what happens. And uh, But, yeah, I don't know. Charles, you start us off with Hamilton and uh, Montreal. This one was a bit of a strange one because – at one on one end, you don't want to give the team you're playing in the first round of the playoffs any momentum when you're playing them. At the second, but at the other way, you don't want to go out and get an injury on what's essentially a mean nothing game. So Correct. you kind of you kind of have uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't here because you don't want like because you're playing your first round opponent. You don't want to show too much, but you don't want to give them to win. You don't want to give them momentum. So it really was a, a bit of a weird one. You don't see it that often. Um, but it was actually a pretty entertaining game. It was back and forth. Uh, Montreal was able to pull it out in the end. Um, I still think that Taylor Powell is uh, the Ticats' best option going forward. But I, I know. He's not like even going to – no, he's going to be number two. three on the. He's number yeah. three on the depth chart, which to me makes no sense. Um, I thought he played very well again in this one, although he did throw two interceptions, so we can't say he was flawless or anything like that. Uh, Cody Fajardo, Caleb Evans, Davis Alexander—they all kind of split. I think that the Montreal did the the right thing and went with all three quarterbacks, giving them all, um, giving them all. Um, some playing time before the playoffs. I'm sorry. I think William Stanback is finished as a running back. Uh, he had seven carries for 48 yards. It's not terrible, but he has really done nothing this year. I think he only has one touchdown, and he he's a shadow of his former self. But, uh, hey, give Montreal credit for going out there, winning, getting the, uh, the win, getting the bragging rights, getting a little bit momentum going into the matchup next year, I mean, this weekend. I mean, sure. It's a different uh, animal in the playoffs. It gets ramped up that much more. Uh, but hey, with Montreal, you go out. You've got you playing your first round opponent. Go out and beat, get the win over them. And they did that, and 
they're going to do it again for uh, for all the marbles. Well, not all the marbles, but uh, winner goes home. Winner goes on. Loser goes home this weekend. So, should be a good one, I think, this weekend. Yeah, I think so. Now, you said something that I really have a problem with, and it's not something that you said or you meant, but William Stanbeck has only got one touchdown this year. Right. And I really think that touchdowns are a terrible, terrible, terrible marker to find out whether or not somebody's actually doing well. Because let's just hypothetically say that he's – he ran for a thousand yards, but his team always started on the five yard line and they never got down to the red zone. So the team ends up with no wins on the season, but the running back can run for a thousand yards. He never gets close to the end zone. He's never going to score a touchdown, but he's, he's averaging 10 yards a carry. Okay. Now in the same thing in as a quarterback, now the, everybody thinks, Oh, well, uh, Zach Caleros has got 32 touchdowns in the season. Well, big deal. He can throw for 100 yards, and then the third-string quarterback comes in and punches it into the end zone. Right? It doesn't mean that the receiver Mm -hmm. has to cross the end zone. It just means the ball does. So I would think that if you're going to talk about a quarterback, you should talk about how many touchdowns the team got. Whether Okay, that's fair. That's a fair the third string quarter, the third string quarterback, the running back, or a receiver. It should be how many points did the team get, and and I don't even mean points because you're gonna you can't count converts and you can't count uh, rouge and you can't count field goals because those are kind of failures in a way for the quarterback. And I don't mean a failure in that way that we're going to discuss the rouge because the rouge isn't the failure, but you know what I mean. It's not an actual quarterback type of point. Just touchdowns, that's how you should judge a quarterback. But it should be the receivers and the running backs and the quarterbacks. You know, if right now, um, Dustin Crum should be the number, not Dustin Crum. Um, is it Dustin Crum? Yeah, he, he's leading the league with yep. most TDs for, for quarterbacks. So is he the best quarterback? Jake Mayer's got the most no. yards. Is he the best quarterback? What's, what's the measuring <laughs> no. stick? What's the measuring stick here? You know, that, that's kind of my point is that you say William Stanbeck only got one touchdown, and that really doesn't mean that he play, had a bad season. It just means he didn't get in the end zone. And, yes, I no, know that's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's the goal, but, but it's not his fault if the team's always on the other side of center. Right. And, I, I, you know, too many people put too much emphasis on the touchdown mark and, you know, touchdowns to interceptions. How many interceptions do we see on a quarterback? It's not the quarterback's fault. I mean, even this week we saw how many deflected balls that went up in the air and got taken by somebody else. Quarterback got the ball there. Receiver couldn't catch it or didn't catch it. You know, so I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I went on a rant here over something that's, I look at every day, and everybody puts so much emphasis on it, and I just don't see the relevancy. Rudy, Hamilton into Montreal. Oh, I, I watched the game, but it was, uh, I mean, 
neither team wants to show anything for the you know this upcoming week. So, I mean, I don't have much of a comment on this game. It was unfortunately another uh, game that didn't mean anything, and I don't want to go on to I don't want to go on a rant about the season being having too many meaningless games at the end of the season because we don't have one division. But uh, I think there's too many of these kinds of games that don't mean anything. So. I'll leave it at that. I think you guys know where I stand on that. Even if we had one division, I don't think these games would have been meaningful. Yeah, this year you're probably right, I think. But I'm just, I generally speaking, I think we could really have some great playoff races. I think this year, too, it would have been really, really interesting down the stretch. Um, three, four, five, and six would have been a a, a great race. But... Uh, I mean, well, I, I mean, even Toronto with Winnipeg and BC right on their tail, they wouldn't have had yeah. six weeks of meaningless games. I agree. One yeah. division would have been a way better situation. We would have seen some much better football. I mean, Toronto wouldn't yeah. have parked um, Chad Kelly for the Winnipeg game. Wouldn't have done in it. In September. Yeah. Yeah, in September. Why would you do something so that, stupid? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, one division, but, that, that's, a, that's an off-season discussion that we can have. Yeah, because we always sure. need some some conversations to come up, and and yeah. that will be fun to do, for sure. Yeah. Okay, William, you're the last one up on this one. I'm waiting for you to say something. Hamilton into Montreal. Okay. Okay. Here I got something to say. Why does Hamilton insist insist on trying to get Bo Levi Mitchell to play football? <laughs> okay, because he's not very good. Okay. I just both spit my water and, the screen. And Matthew Schlitz is not much better, and they do have Taylor Powell, who's on the sidelines. And why the fuck aren't they playing him? Are they saving know. him for the playoffs? Are they saving him? Is that what they're doing? I I, I don't get it. I don't they, get it. I, is it a is it a dollar thing because they're paying both so much money? You fucking idiots! And 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 Matthew Slitz is probably make Taylor Powell is probably making sixty thousand dollars a season. Okay. Yes. So, yes. um, I don't get it. I don't get it. I I don't know. Am I stupid? Am I blind? I just don't see why they're doing it. And and I don't even I don't have to I don't have to talk about the game because the game game was stupid. It was pathetic. And they're gonna play each other again on Saturday. And and they're gonna start and they're gonna start Bo and then they're gonna put Matthew Schlitz in and they're probably gonna lose the game. And the man who got him in the playoffs is not gonna play. Correct. I don't get it. It doesn't make Correct. sense. I don't okay. either. No, I don't either. All three of you guys missed the play of this game. Because Montreal did one of those receiver onside punts again. Oh, I remember that play. That's on the agenda, think, by the way. Oh, is it? Oh, I yeah. Think part it's a brilliant, the, I think it's a brilliant change. call. It's a brilliant call. Right. But I, I was sitting there 
I'm sorry, I'm having problems breathing right now. I'm sitting there, and at one point in time, Hamilton was first and 25. And then they got sacked, so they were second and 30. That's the absolute perfect time for this play. Sorry. Why didn't they do it? They'd seen it before. It's the absolute perfect. That's what this play was made for. Hamilton doesn't execute. Montreal does. Sorry, I had to mute for a second. I didn't want to hack really loud. Um, it's okay. okay. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Why didn't they do it? Why didn't they do it? I mean, you're first and 25. What, what, what's in the playbook for first and 25? I'll tell you what's in the playbook. Not much. An onside punt. Because that's about the only thing that is intelligent. At least second and 30 would do it, right? Second and 30 would be an onside punt. I, I don't get it. It confuses the shit out of me, but yeah, okay. Anyhow, the final score was Hamilton 20, Montreal 22. Total score of 42. Charles, you took Hamilton. You got 28 points. You lost. Will, you took Montreal. Again. You got 136. Good job. <coughs> CJ took Hamilton as well, and I lost, so I got 30 points. And Rudy, you took Montreal. You got 140. Wow, good job. So the last game, the last game of the 2023 season was the Toronto Argonauts into Ottawa. And they're making a big deal out of this Toronto setting a record or uh, tying a record of 16 wins if they could beat Ottawa. (laughs) I'm not sure how they can't beat Ottawa. This is a team that only has four wins in the season. So Toronto goes out there and plays football. Now, what's the backup quarterback for Toronto's name? What was his name? Um, Duke, isn't it? Dukes? Cameron Dukes. Cameron Dukes. Where's he going to play next year? He's another one that could be sought after, just like um, we were saying about Drew Brown. And, and, and Taylor Powell. Yep. Because Hamilton's not treating him well. Or do you get rid of Bo Levi and Schlitz and, and keep Powell? And if you're going to do that, why aren't you playing him in the playoffs? I don't understand that one. I'm confused. So, yeah, the, we got three quarterbacks that could come out there. Saskatchewan needs one. <laughs> I mean, didn't they come out today and say that um, Jeremiah Mazzoli is not guaranteed his starting job in Ottawa? He's they gonna did. Have to fight for it. Yep. Although he'll he'll be battling with probably with Dustin Crum, I would think. You mean Jeremiah Mazzoli is actually going to try and come back? Are you fucking kidding me? He wants to play one game in each season this decade. 
because that's about all he can do, right? Okay. Um, who, who's got to do Toronto? Rudy, there's no point in it. You've got nothing to say, do you? There's nothing. There's nothing to say about this game. Can we just move? On? I mean, I give Toronto credit for coming out and playing hard. I mean, Toronto played hard. They won the game. I mean, it's a game they could have rolled over and, and Ottawa could have beaten them. But I will give Toronto credit for, uh, you know, putting a uh, putting an effort in. Well, did they? Did they really put that much of an effort in? They only beat them by five points. Well, I mean, Ottawa's scrappy. They just always fuck up at some point. In all their they games. put enough effort in to win, and that's about it. Yeah. So. Okay. William, do you have anything interesting to say about this game? Um, Toronto won. They're 16-2. and two, Broke a record. Um, tied a record. You better with. Sorry, tied the record. You better win the Grey Cup, guys. Or this is all for naught. Yeah, when Edmonton went 16-2, and they did not win the Grey Cup. Or is it 15-1? and one? Was, that, was that 19? Was that against Hamilton in 86? No, it was 1989, 16-2 they went, and they didn't okay. even make the Grey Cup. They got knocked out by the Riders yeah. in the Western Final. Yeah. Which well, is itself is embarrassing. There was a 15-1 game when we had a 16-game season. I thought it was. Yeah, there was. 1986, let's see here, 1986. No, I don't think they went 15-1 that year. Because I think 86 was the first year. I think uh, 86 was the first year they went to 18 games. You could be right. It was either 86 or 87. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't eighty six. They were thirteen and four. That's seventeen. That doesn't work. Thirteen, four, and one. Sorry. <clears throat> that makes more sense. Okay, so you know, it, it it was a football game, and it was less than entertaining. Nothing wonderful happened. Anybody got to say anything? No. So final score It was a mean nothing game. Final score was twenty seven for the Argonauts, twenty two for the Red Blacks, total score forty nine. Charles, you took Toronto, you got one hundred and thirty two. Will you went with Ottawa, you got sixteen. CJ, you took Toronto, got one hundred and forty, and Rudy picked Toronto and got one hundred and twenty four. Okay, so now if I go over here and pull this up on Sparky's thing. <coughs> I did that wrong. Okay. Make that go away. Uh, here is the final results, the standings for the 2023 season. And I'm really disappointed with Sparky. He didn't make anything. And there's no fanfare. There's no triumph. Nothing happened. He just... Put up the thing, didn't say a thing. Usually he gives some commentary about what's going on and who's got to do this. 
But because CJ wins, he doesn't say anything. So, like, Will, I think you're wrong when you keep trying to tell me that he's, he's, he's trying to suck up to me because he's, he's not. He didn't do anything here. No fanfare. <laughs> well, well, but he's still in shock, Christopher, that I didn't win the third year in a row. So that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, week 21 came down this way. CJ got a 310. Charles got 192. Rudy got a 376. And Will got 178. I think <clears throat> your handicap for the next three years with your score here. Uh, CJ finishes the season just under 7,000 points at 6,920. 6, Charles is back almost 300 points at 6,658. Rudy's back another couple hundred at 2,382. And Will's off by over 2,000 points at 4,802. So that's how the season ended up. CJ is victorious in the pick and pool. Victorious. Okay, so now we have to pick two, two games or two games this week. And then I'm going to see what I can do with my voice because I'm really having problems with it. So the first game up is going to be Hamilton into Montreal. And the second game is going to be Calgary into BC. Charles, Hamilton, Montreal. <coughs> so we're, we're starting over. We're at zero. There's nothing happening right now. We're, we're all tied. Will has the ability to win this. Charles, Hamilton, and huh. Montreal. Oh boy, I gotta pick this one, and uh, gee, this is a kind of a tough one to pick. Uh, on the one hand, you've got Bowley of I Mitchell, you've got Matt Schlitz. On the other side, you've got Cody Fajardo. Pick your poison, literally. Um, this is a tough one, but honestly, I just think that Montreal is a bit better defensively than Hamilton. Uh, I don't think the Thai Cats uh, offense, especially with Bo Levi and Matt Schlitz, uh, are going to be able to put up enough points against the defense. And not that I think that uh, Cody Fajardo and the Alouettes are a great team by any sense. We've mentioned this, but I just think they're a little bit better than Hamilton. I don't like Hamilton's offense with those two guys. I honestly, and I, like I said earlier, I'd be way more confident in Hamilton if they were going to be playing, um, uh, what's his name, Taylor Powell. They're not. They're going to put him third, and they're going to let these other two plumbers start in front of them. I'm sorry. I think Bully by Mitchell has been done for a few years. I don't think Matt Schlitz is any sort of answer. And I just think Ottawa's defense is going to be able to shut them down enough to, uh, to uh, pull this one out. So I'm going to pick Montreal in this one, being the home team as well. I'm going to pick Montreal in this one. So I'll say Montreal um, 47 points. Okay. Two things out of your little tyrant there. You, you said that uh, Ottawa's defense is going to shut them down, which I thought was kind of funny. Excuse me. I, I meant Montreal. Sorry. My I, know you, I, I know you did. And I let that one slide too. Yeah. But did you just call Bo, Levi, Bo Levi Mitchell and Matthew Schlitz plumbers? 
I couldn't think of a better word. <laughs> you called him plumber. I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty good word, Charles. I, I it's it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Exactly. I think it's embarrassing and insulting to plumbers. Yeah. I just don't think either one of them is good enough to get to win this game. I think Powell's their best option. They're not going to play him, and I think he's stupid. I don't. I don't think anybody on this panel is going to argue with you on that one. We all agree on that one. I just. I don't know where this plumber came from, but I love it. I, I, I kind of just was on a roll, and that's the word that came out of my <laughs> mouth, honestly. <laughs> William, what are you going to do here? Well, I actually think uh, they haven't showed it, but I think Hamilton's defense has the ability to be a really good defense because they got some really good players on their defense. Um, and, of course, the big kicker that Charles didn't talk about yeah. was was that guy plays for Hamilton. James Butler. Okay. No, that other guy, Jagarin Davis. <laughs> he never. He always he, makes it to the Grey Cup. And he always yeah. goes to the Grey Cup, baby. Always goes to the Grey Cup. So I am going to pick Hamilton because I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Hamilton coaches kind of get a grip and Taylor Powell is in the second half or at least the last quarter. Gives him a chance to win, and uh, I'm gonna go uh, Hamilton fifty-six. Okay, Rudy. Um, you know, I think Montreal is gonna break through this year. Actually, I have Montreal going to the Great Cup. It's my dark horse. So I think Montreal is gonna win this game. Um. I think to the better team, I think Bo getting thrown into a playoff game is ridiculous when they've gone. They haven't done this all year, really, in, in any time a meaningful game. So now you're going to throw Bo into a, a winner-take-all scenario on the road in Montreal. I, I don't I don't know if that's a good idea. Um, it's a bad idea. It's a terrible oh. idea. Yeah. So, uh, like on that basis alone, I think I think Montreal's D will dis- disrupt them, and I think they're going to come with pressure. And Bo won't have the timing. I, I he doesn't have. I don't think he has a lot of chemistry with his receivers. And he hasn't really thrown to them all year. So I I think Montreal wins quite easily. I, I think I think Montreal forty five. So I'm I'm in a rock and a hard place here. I I think Hamilton's the better team. And if Taylor Powell was starting, this wouldn't even be a a challenge for me to pick Uh, with Taylor Powell and James Butler and the Hamilton defense. They're just a superior team to Montreal. No question about it. I just don't understand how they haven't played better all season. Um, and I think that they had been coming together at the end, and they should have won that game. They should have won a couple games in this last little while, but they didn't. Uh, do they have the ability to do that now in the playoffs? I don't know. 
I, I really want to believe that they can. I mean, we are talking about Cody Fajardo here, and William Stanback's not much of a running back. Uh, is weather going to be a factor because it is outside? It is in Montreal. Who do you want to pick? It's, a, it's really a coin toss for me. Uh, I'm going with 48 points, but who's going to win? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Kitty Cats. I'm going to pick Hamilton. I, I just I want him to win, so there's no good reason for me to pick Montreal. There's no good reason for me to pick Hamilton. So in reality, now it comes down to there's no logical reason, so now it's an emotional one. I want the Cats to win. I want them to go to the Grey Cup. I think Hamilton in Hamilton playing for the Grey Cup would be a good thing. So, yeah, I'm taking Hamilton at 48 points for no good reason. Um, Charles, your next game here is Calgary into BC to play the Lions in the Dome. Um, I'm just going to mark BC down here because I know who you're going to pick. I, was say, but, I, I wonder who I should pick in this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, you better say it. B, you better say it for Sparky. B, yeah, I know, Sparky. Well, no. Put your, put your mic in your mouth. Put your mic in your mouth. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I had to move it down. Yeah. So uh, if BC didn't learn their lesson and didn't take some notes from the game two weeks ago, uh, they're really not that smart. Let's face it. If BC, as I said earlier, I started saying that I caught myself, but if BC um, can just neutralize the run, they don't have to stop it all together, just keep it uh, somewhat under wraps, they should win this game easily because Jake Mayer is not going to beat anybody. Um, they're better. Lions are better offensively. They're better defensively. They're better special teams. This Lions team has no business losing to Calgary. Can they lose to Calgary? Of course they can. They a lot of people did. are pointing. Yes, of course. But a lot of people are pointing in that game. Let's face it. That was really a mean nothing game. The Lions. Their head was not in that game right from the get-go. You could tell the way they came out. It's going to be a whole lot different scenario this week where it's literally win or go home. And the Lions are just a better football team. They, they simply are. And they need to go out and prove that. And as I've said in the past, if they can somehow figure out a way to establish a run, easier said than done this year, uh, they can uh, help themselves out immensely. But having said that, the Lions, they, they need to win this game. They can't lose to this team. It would be embarrassing. I know the Stamps are in the playoffs, but they're not a good football team. They've showed it time and again. They had multiple starters in against Winnipeg second and third stringers and couldn't beat them. This, the Lions, if they play their game, they will win this game. Now they have to go out and show it, but I am going to pick the Lions I'm picking BC 51, so and, uh, let's hope I'm right. Uh, they're, they're just simply a better team. They need to go out and play like it, and they will win. Okay, in meaningful games, they lost to the Riders and the Cats back-to-back. Yes, they did. That's they what I mean. They blew out the they Bombers. Play. They got blown out by the Bombers, and then they should have beat the Bombers, and they didn't. Yep. 
This is what this is what I mean. They have to play like they're the better team. Those games against Saskatchewan and Hamilton, they played down to the level of their opponents, which is the one thing that makes me nervous about this weekend's games because we've seen them do it before. But none of those games were winner go home. This one is. If they lose, their season is over. So they need to play like their season is going to end if they don't win. And the, and if they didn't learn their lesson, then they've got real problems. But they're the better team, and I think they will show it this weekend. Okay. William. Calgary, BC. Yeah. In BC. Um, okay. So if you look at these two teams, let's start with BC. BC's offense is better they have fantastic receivers yes they don't have a running game but when you have receivers like that you don't necessarily need a running game <sighs> their defense is pretty strong they got that that Matthew Betts guy right how many in, they do. how many how many sacks did he get this year 18 holy fuck wow one per game um um, they're a better team. Um, BC or Calgary? Calgary's got five wins. No, they got six. And or six wins. And the only one I was ever impressed. Well, and and they have one of the things out of those six wins, they did beat the Toronto Argonauts. Yes. And they did beat the BC Lions. So they got a little bit of something. But but every time I think they got something, they disappoint me. Um, BC should win. Sure. But on the other hand, but on the other hand, what BC team is showing up? The one where... The Vads threw six interceptions in one game? Or the one where he throws 300-plus yards in the first half? You don't know. You don't know who's going to show up. I'm pretty sure that we know who's going to show up in Calgary, that same awful fucking ugly team that's been there all year. And... You know what? Hands down, BC's going to win this game. No doubt about it. That's why I'm going to pick Calgary. <laughs> points. That's why, I mean, and, and, and I have no expectations, but you never know. What happens, okay, so, so here, I, I don't think Dane Evans has showed anything this year. What happens if the Vag gets hurt in the first two series or first two plays? Shut well, up. It's a completely different game. It's a completely different game. Sorry. And it can happen. Of course it can happen. You know? Of course. What happens if if Jake Mayer gets hurt in the first game in the first two plays? It doesn't make Nothing. a difference. Okay? No, it doesn't. Nothing. 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 Any 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 dumbass can hand the ball off to the running back. Okay, it's pretty simple. Um, 
will will Calgary try to run against BC? Who the fuck knows? Like, who knows? We don't know this. Has BC, is Dave Dickinson going to come out and say, okay, well, BC's had two weeks to prepare for us, and they're looking at the film from the game two weeks ago, so let's completely turn it around and try something different. So you don't know what's going to happen. Bottom line is BC should win, but I'm still going to pick Calgary. Go ahead. Rudy. Did we lose Rudy? Yeah. Um, I BC will win this game. I think they'll they'll blow them out. Um, unless bad VA shows up. If bad VA shows up, then it'll be a game. And if Dickinson doesn't do anything stupid, which he does 10% of the time, which usually comes in the playoffs, he starts out thinking himself. So, uh, but I just don't see it. I think I think BC is. Uh, going to put their foot down here and they'll they'll win by I don't know I think at least by 14 um, I mean I give Calgary credit for the wins against uh, Toronto and BC and they probably should have beaten Winnipeg and Calgary so they you could you could make an argument that they they you know had great results against three of the best teams in the league but I, I just don't think they're consistent enough to be BC in BC place. So on that basis, I'll say BC 52. Okay. Well, it's BC 48 because that's what I'm going to do, and there's no surprising there anyhow. Um, I just – there's no response. There's nothing for me to say – in the concept of BC losing this game, uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I'd be disappointed. I'd be furious. I would be frustrated. I would be uh, many different emotions that I really don't like to show. Um, but the logic side of me says there's no way in hell that Calgary can beat BC. BC has to go out and win this game, and, and they're going to do it. So I really don't have any doubt that it's going to happen. So we're just going to let it go and see what happens on Saturday afternoon. Sad as it is, we'll see what happens. And I think that's the end of the season for Calgary and BC moves on to winter peg, which isn't going to be winter. So that's not such a bad thing. Playing our best interest. BC 48, write them down, Sparky, see what happens. Okay, I'm going to put that in the drawer. Oh, what is this? The uh, semifinals. I've got to write it down. Semifinals. Okay. Um, that's the end of this. That's the end of this. I'm putting paperwork away. So you remember a long time ago, back in week 10, I made you guys predict the outcome of every game for the rest of the season? And we went up into uh, week 18, and then uh, so week 19, um, it went down the line, and and I was like bang on on every game except for one. So yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I think that's pretty special. We're not going to go over those right now. 
Um, let's jump over to Charles's agenda. Uh, do, 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 do. Sparky's talking about the height of pinball here. Made everything go down so far. Okay, the first thing is is um, the CFL award finalists. That's right. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in a couple of things, but you know we'll see what happens and carry on. Uh, the the big award that everyone every talk everyone talks about is the MOP. Now Brady Oliveira got the West Division nominee for this. Honestly, don't think he should have. I'm not even sure he should have got the one for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But he did. He had an amazing season, but he's a running back, right? Your quarterback's usually the one that's driving the team. The, I mean, Winnipeg got 14 wins. Uh, it's more because of the quarterback than it is a running back. And uh, regardless, it's it just that's the way it is. And uh, without question, uh, Vernon Adams was the best quarterback this season. That's not even in dispute. I mean, his numbers were just amazing. Yeah, he had a few too many interceptions, but if you take the ones out of that one game away, he was right in. Actually, Zach had a lot of interceptions. Um, So we'll go back and forth. But the reason why Brady Oliveira got the nomination for the West is because since the beginning of the season, everybody's been talking about Chad Kelly and what an awesome quarterback he is and how he's going to – take Toronto to the promised land. And they've been promoting him for MOP before the season even started. I mean, he really didn't do much last year in the Grey Cup. Yeah, they ended up winning the game, but he didn't play that much. And he didn't, he wasn't amazing. He didn't play well all season. His numbers don't reflect an MOP season. He's number four in the quarterback listing in, in straight across the board. Uh, it's really hard to say that Chad Kelly is the number one quarterback in the CFL because he's not. He's he's number three at best. Um, so if Vernon, if Zach Caleros or Vernon Adams had been the West Division nominee, there's no way that anybody could vote for Chad Kelly over it. But because Brady Oliveira is in there and he is a running back, that they can vote for the quarterback and be and justifiably. And so Chad Kelly is going to win the MOP this season. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to win. And he's going to win because he's not up against another quarterback. <clears throat> That's why Brady Oliveira got the nomination for Winnipeg. That's why Brady Oliveira got the nomination for the West Division. It's because he had to go up against Chad Kelly so Chad Kelly can win. It, it, no question, no doubt in my mind. And, put a tinfoil hat on, uh, call it a conspiracy, call it whatever you want. There's, they've been saying Chad Kelly is the ace of spades since the beginning of the season. So that's my opinion on the MOP. Uh, Charles, tell me what yours is. Who's going to win the MOP? Do you agree with the nominations? Uh, I think uh, I was surprised that uh, Brady Oliveira got it over Chad Kelly. What's the old saying that Will yeah, says running backs, or excuse me, uh, over not over Chad Kelly, over Zach Caleros. He's up against Chad yeah. Kelly. Uh, but what's Will saying? Running backs are a dime a dozen. Uh, I really have a problem, not a problem, but it, it takes something really, really special for me 
to think a running back would be named the MOP. Uh, Brady Oliveira had a very good year. Was it one that's like a year for the ages, like you would see John Cornish or Mike Pringle get when they ran, when they won the MOP awards? It wasn't at that level. It was a very good running game. Uh, he had a very good season, but I don't think it was something extraordinary. And I think to be a running back to win the MOP, you've got to do something extraordinary. And I just don't see it did that. I would, I would have uh, gone in with either Vernon Adams or Zach Caleros as the Western nominee. So I think it's going to go to Chad Kelly. I mean, the, the Eastern nominee, the Eastern media is all over Chad Kelly. Well, he, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread and so on. He had a good season, no question. He didn't have a spectacular season. He didn't have an MOP season. He passed for 4,000 yards, which is a good season. I'm not saying he didn't have a good season. And, yeah, he got the 16-2 and record to back it up. But, and there's a big but, you got to really look at that team, the Argos as a whole, and I still believe on that Argos team, their strength is defense. They've got a scary good defense. Their offense is very good, don't get me wrong, but their defense is their strength of that team. That's the reason they got to 16-2, and because they were able to shut everyone down for the most part. Yeah, they didn't beat Winnipeg, but all that. And they'll say, oh, well, they didn't beat Winnipeg, and Chad Kelly didn't play that selective as far as I'm concerned. I don't think Chad Kelly is the uh, MOP. I, I, either Zach Caleros or Vernon Adams, I could have given either one of those over Chad Kelly. But he's up against Brady Oliveira, and Oliveira had a good season. But I think to be a running back to win MOP, you have to have an extraordinary season. I just didn't see that. The winner of the MOP is going to go to Chad Kelly. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Uh, mm-hmm. Hang on. Where was it? 122 yards. Do you remember the Saskatchewan Rough Rider game against the Argos? Chad Kelly threw for 122 yards. Right. He had his off games this year, too. I mean, he was like fourth in passing yardage or something. Yeah, he was. That's not that 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 doesn't scream MOP to me. If you're one or two, fine, even three, but down four, he had less yardage than Jake Mayer for crying out loud. Should Jake Mayer have been named the MOP? Of course not. Yeah. It's gonna yeah, go to I'm... Chad Kelly, I think. I'm not saying it should. But you know, your your uh, your thing about uh, going up against the running back, so they didn't. Uh, there's some there's some merit to that, I think, and it makes sense. And like you, they've been they've been chatting up Chad Kelly right since the beginning of the season. They were trying to drum up you know support in Toronto, I think. And he, he had a good season, but I I don't see either one of these guys as being a, a true MOP season this year. No. No, that's just my opinion. You can disagree with it if you want. That's my opinion. I mean, you could have taken Vernon Adams, who had 500 yards passing more than Zach Caleros, more than Jake Mayer, and and 600 yards better than Chad Kelly. I mean, that counts. Yeah, he had uh, 18 interceptions. Zach Caleros had 15. Jake Mayer had 15. Chad Kelly had 12. He protected the ball better. But he also had way fewer attempts to passing. 
I mean, when you're only attempting, you're, he attempted less than 400 passes this year. How do you expect to get yards? How do you expect to get touchdowns? You know, percentage-wise, it's not there. He just didn't perform. Rudy, come out and tell us what you think of Brady Oliveira as your nominee. Chad Kelly is a nominee well, in the East. And who's going to win? I think you I mean 1,500 yards rushing is nothing to shake a stick at. That's a pretty solid year. And <coughs> of course it is. I think I – th- I don't know if the voters are tired of seeing Caleros win it. You know how sometimes it just kind of happens that he's already won it a few times. I think it's more, you know, when it's close like that, they probably just gave the nod to someone new on the scene. Um, Is it right? I don't know. Um, I know that there's three players better than uh, Chad Kelly this year. I mean, VA, Zach, and Oliveira should all be up for the the award. Shouldn't be divisional. Should just be the th- whoever the best, the make three best players in the league, and that way there's no, you know, no controversy. Yeah. Agreed. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't understand. Like Chad Kelly, you know what? For a young quarterback, very good year. He was managed very well by Dinwiddie, and Dinwiddie will win Coach of the Year, which which is fair. Sixteen and two. He has a young quarterback who hadn't really played, so he gets credit for that. But that's not an MOP now. If if Kelly does get the – he looks like he might get it now. If he does get it, I mean, that's, that just makes the CFL look worse. And that'll just be, a, you know, <clears throat> less credibility if Kelly actually – Well, that is why gets. Brady Oliveira got nominated, is so that they can justify the votes to Chad Kelly. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at it and, and look at the stats, and I'm looking at the stats, um, and I, yes, I am, I am on the side of Vernon Adams only because he's a BC quarterback. No doubt about that. But that's not the point. I don't care if he's BC or not. The fact that he did amazing things as a quarterback this year. He had 324 yards on top of his 5,000 yards passing. Okay. And, and three touchdowns, okay? Zach Caleros had 77 yards rushing. Okay? Chad Kelly had 248 yards rushing. And he had eight touchdowns rushing. That's because they didn't put in their backup quarterback to do the short yardage stuff. Kelly did the short yardage stuff. I don't know. I don't. Know. William, William, tell us what you your your opinion of this is. Brady well, Oliveira? Should it have been Zach? Should it have been Vernon Adams? Uh, I mean, Brady Oliveira had a pretty good year. Amazing. He had yards from scrimmage. He had he had two thousand yards from scrimmage. That's pretty freaking good. And. For a Canadian running back, hey, um, I, I think, just saying, I think a fat girl could get 2,000 yards behind that offensive line. Um, but I, 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 you know what? The years, the years that Mike Pringle ran for all those yards, did he get the MVP of the league or not? MOP. Does anybody remember? 
I don't believe he yeah, did. He, no, he won MOP a couple of times. Uh, did he? Okay. I'm gonna. I'll look this up, but I'm sure he won I am. twice. I'm not. I'm not comparing Brady Oliveira to Mike Pringle, but I mean, he Pringle had a won it once. Year. Oh, sorry, twice. Okay, he won at ninety-five twice. and ninety-eight. Right. Okay, he had a pretty. I mean, Oliveira had a pretty good year. Did he have a better year than Zach or VA? I, I, I guess. I guess the easy pick is you is you pick quarterbacks for the MOP because they're the easiest pick. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not I'm not overly disappointed with Brady Oliver getting picked. Um Chad Kelly, if you will, he was the quarterback of a sixteen and one football sixteen and two football team. That's pretty good. That's a so, team stat. Yeah, well, you can't really fault guys for picking, and he has. Okay, he has played well. No, okay. no doubt about it. He, so, he, so is Cody Fajardo. Yeah, but he's a he's a rookie quarterback. In reality, first year he's ever started. Um, I don't know. Hey, Charles, do you know who won? Uh, do you know who won MOP in two thousand and fourteen? Solomon uh, Aluminium. Solomon Aluminium. Solomon Aluminium. He won it. Yep. Did he? Okay. Yep. Was it Brandon? Ba- uh, was it Brandon Banks? No. It was not, Solomon not Aluminium. Okay. Do you know who he was against? Any idea? Well, he would have been against somebody in the East. So. Yeah. Um. So I. <clears throat> You know, you know what? You're always going to get arguments of who should have been picked and who shouldn't have been picked. As far as I'm concerned, I, I'm I'm okay with Chad Kelly because nobody else in the East should have come out. And Correct. I would have preferred, I would have preferred, and I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. Yeah. You know what, Zach Kolaris or Vernon Adams would have worked for me. Okay, because both of them have played well, but both of them have had really shitty games as well. So, yes. you know, the, the, so, the, I mean. It, but then Chad Kelly's had shitty games. It's just his defense bailed him out. Yeah, Okay. But once again, you know, I mean, that award is a combination of team and individual efforts. And I mean, I mean, I've watched Chad Kelly pretty hard for the last couple of weeks, and he's a he's a decent quarterback. There's no doubt about it. So no arguments. And 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 bottom line, I think bottom line, it doesn't matter. I think he's going to win hands down the MOP for sure. Because they're not going to give it to Brady Oliveira. No. So and 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 once again, once again, I mean, and I hate comparing. I hate comparing football players from different eras. But has Brady Oliveira this year been better than John Cornish in his prime, or that other guy from BC and then Winnipeg? What was his name? Andrew, Andrew Harris. Harris. Andrew Harris, yes. 
No. That's my question. I I would say no. So not yet, but don't I mean, this is his first year this is his first year as a full time starter. So there's more to come. Yeah, well. Yeah, not arguing sure. that. But yeah. we're talking about him as an M O P right now. And Andrew Harris never won yeah. it. No. Neither did uh, John Cornish. Yes he did. But who were the up again? Oh did he? Though, right? Don't, 2013. But don't forget uh, those guys. Uh, there was Calvillo still in the league. Bolivar Mitchell was good back then. You had Ricky Ray. There were there was a lot. I think there's this year the 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 depth isn't there for the MOP race like it was ten years ago. So yeah, that's a good no. point. Yeah, oh, no no arguments. No. Once again, it's hard to it's hard to compare eras, so mm. you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next award. Okay. We we all kind of agree that Chad Kelly's going to win it, right? Not that he deserves it, but I he's going to win it. I do, anyways. I do. Yeah, anyways. I think he'll win it. I think for sure he'll win it. Defensive Player of the Year. From the West, we have Matthew Betts, a Canadian who set a record of most sacks in a season with 18 against an Adreus, Adarius, Adarius Pickett, Toronto Argonaut. Now, Toronto's got a pretty healthy defense. BC's got a pretty healthy defense. I, I, I don't know how you not pick Matthew Betts for this. I, I, I don't know how you can. I I don't know. William, you start us off. Who who are you gonna take with this? Well do you, do you agree with the nominations? I don't think there was anybody else mm, close to either one of them. Well, I don't know, was there? I mean I, and I, I've always sorry, just my opinion, I've always thought sacks were overrated. Yep. Okay, because the key to the key to the key to a guy who's a sack guy is you run the fucking ball on him, and he's usually running by you as you're running down the field. Okay, um, mm-hmm. I I think it was I mean Matthew Betts is Canadian. I I think uh, they didn't have a choice; they had to pick him. I really liked. Uh, I really liked, and I'm a homer. I really liked Mika Awe. So do he I. Was the tackle leader in this, he was the tackle leader in the CFL this year, and he, he uh, yeah, he was, and he broke. Uh, I mean, he broke uh, what's his name's record this year? Did he not? Um, sorry, what's his name? <laughs> he used to play for Calgary. And now it would have been a Calgary record. It wasn't a, it wasn't a CFL record. You no, talk about Singleton? He, 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 yes, sir. He broke Singleton's record. This Alex year. Singleton. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a pretty good player. But I have no problem with Matthew Betts. Um, and the guy from Toronto, because I don't pay that much much to the East, because I, I think if you get nominated for any award out of the East, you have to think about – 
the competition and how many how many different Eastern teams you played and how many Western teams did you play? That's my thoughts on that. So yeah, this I year mean, was special the, the, because the, the the West sucked. Yes, yes, but the the Western nominee I have no problem with, and I don't see how you could not how he can not win that award. But I mean, and if and if you and if you think about it, last year, the guy from Ottawa won it, and uh, Sean Lemon was the Western nominee, and Sean Lemon only had two less sacks than that guy, and that guy won. So, I think Matthew Betts has to win hands down this year. Yeah. Go ahead, Charles. I mean, Pickett had a very good year, but he's on a stacked defense. Um, and I'm not saying the Lions, the Lions defense hasn't been shabby either, but they've all obviously had their issues. But I think that Toronto is the best defense in the CFL right now. So he's got, uh, I would say, more help on defense than uh, Matthew Betts does. The Lions do have a very good pass rush. Woody Barron, uh, um, all the guys up there. Uh, but Matthew Betts is the clear leader of that that BC front seven. He goes out. He wins. Uh, he sets a record for sacks by Canadian. Uh, we know the voters like records, especially when Canadians do it. And uh, I honestly think this one is going to go to Matthew Betts. I just think uh, the the. It's voted on by the media, and the media has really played up the whole uh, the sack record for B, for uh, Canadians and stuff like that, and they love to vote for stuff like that. And I think that just the overall strength of the Argos defense may hurt uh, Pickett because that is such a good defense. So I think Matthew Beck is going to win this one. Maybe I'm being looking through Homer-colored glasses. I'm not going to deny it, but I, I think he's had a great year. I think uh, especially early on, he was the most dominant defensive player in the CFL. Uh, I'm going to – I'm going with Betts. Yeah, most forced fumbles too. Um, Rudy? Yeah, I, I'm with Betts. I think Betts will win this. Uh, that's one guy that could change the – the West final, if BC gets gets to Winnipeg, that guy could be a, a big factor in Winnipeg, causing problems. Zach's not as fast as he used to be. So, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely the MVP. If he doesn't win this, then it's, then it's then the fix is in. Then you guys, I won't accuse you of being homers if you get upset over uh, him losing that uh, that award. So, very good player. Good to see a Canadian playing well. Yeah. Okay. Um, we all agree on that one, then. So that's Matthew Betts. Top Canadian, Brady Oliveira, Mark Antoine Ducroix. No. I, I, I don't see a choice. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't. This is Brady's award. This is Brady's award to lose. I. As opposed to in the MOP where it's Chad Kelly's to lose, so they have to give Brady Oliveira something this year because he did have a remarkable season. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm going with Oliveira on the uh, top Canadian. I mean, I would have loved to have seen Matthew Betts there, but Brady had a better year. Rudy, you start us off. That's a homer pick? No, I I mean, that's, uh, that's a slam dunk. Uh, yeah. The top Canadian. Yeah. I, I, I'm... I'm I think we can move. I, I think we can always move on from this topic. It's almost ridiculous. This, the, the the top Canadian, but <laughs> okay. Uh, Willie, Willie, you agree with this? Um, yeah, because uh, what's his name's not in the league anymore. He should have been nominated. Oh, shit, what was his name? Sam Hurl. <laughs> 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 You just made Mark Weddle's day. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, uh, Brady should win that hands down for sure. Okay. Uh, Charles, you're going to agree with this? Yeah, this, is, this, is Bra- this is Brady Oliveira's consolation prize for being the pats he put up against uh, uh, Chad Kelly. He's going to win this exactly. without even without, without even a thought that this is going to be Brady Oliveira. This is going to be a unanimous selection amongst the media. Oh, 100%. If anyone votes for the other guy, it's crazy. Well, maybe the Montreal reporter will. Yeah. If he's a homer, yeah. But uh, this is not not a competition. Not to to put down Marc-Andre Duquois. He had a pretty good year, okay? He He did. He was all over the field this year. So. Yeah. Without question, but you know you're going. Uh, you you you're talking about a, def- a defensive player going up against somebody who is just like just flying in the backfield. You know, it's just it, it's not even a competition in my opinion. Brady's got this one hands down. <coughs> okay, um, let's go to the next award, which is what just happened. Okay. Um, offensive lineman, this means nothing to me. I really don't even know how you judge this. But it's Jamarcus Hardick, Yoshi, going up against Dion Allen. Who cares? I don't. Um, got, anybody got an opinion on this? Um, I think Jamarcus Harder will win it. Yeah. Well, do you? It's a it's a toss up, honestly. I agree with you. How do you how do you judge this? Because you, the to me, an offensive line is a five person unit. It's hard to pick out one person. Uh, but you know. Jamarcus Hardwick has been there before. He's he's done a good uh, protection for the Bombers for years now, so he if seems like a logical pick to me. Unless you're breaking ahead, down Rudy. film, you really if you're not if you're unless you're breaking down film, you're not going to really be able to give a a fair. Yeah, I agree with that, and I don't. I mean, Willie, do you have a comment on this? You you watch the O line more than most of us. Um, yeah, I'm just 
I'm just amazed these guys that are this large could move like that. That's all. Yeah, this is true. That's all. So yeah, I I mean, you know what I've noticed? I've noticed Jamarcus Hardrick more because I spend more time watching the Bombers than I do the Eastern teams. So I mean, I think he's had a good season. I mean, if he gets the nomination from the West over over uh, Bryant, then he must have done something good because Bryant is always good every year. So, mm-hmm. anyways, right? So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, like, the, like I said, I think this is a flip of the coin. Is Allen nominated in here? Is he the one that's making Chad Kelly look good? Uh, you know that it, it's hard to say that that's not going to happen. Now, okay, let's let's move on because I don't think there's any consensus there, and, and I don't really think there's any way to judge it. Uh, special teams player of the year, we got Sean White, who's literally setting records on uh, completion. Compa- uh, he didn't. He did not set any records, but um, uh, accuracy. On, on field goals has just been a, an amazing. Uh, where is he? Field goals and kicks, uh, 94.3%. <clears throat> now, the only person that was better than him was Boris Beatty, and Boris Beatty got beat out by his little guy. Now, um, it was uh, Javon Leak. Now, Javon Leak had an amazing season. No question about it. There's nobody even close to him in punt returns and uh, kick returns. Uh, Hang on. Let's see. Uh, Where are we? Leak got uh, 1,216 punt returns. Now, granted, he had 81 punts to catch. Nope. The only other one that was close was Mario Alfred, who had 88, and he was back 300 yards behind Leak. So, you know, his average was 15 yards, and uh, Montreal's leecher was 17. And, uh, yeah, it, it's really hard to, to say. Leak was terrible on his kick returns, uh, was was like 10th in the league. So it's – I don't know. Uh, Charles. Gonna be a homer and pick Sean White on this one? I would, but yeah, I'm from. I'd be a homer. I'm, uh, Sean White has actually had a tremendous year. I mean, 94% field goal. That's that's outstanding, honestly. Um, uh, this one I think is another one of those pickums though, because Leak did have a great year in Toronto. Uh, so honestly, uh, I I would pick Sean White, but I am a bit of a homer, as you said, but. I'm not going to be yelling and screaming and stuff like that if Leak wins because he had a great year too. Mm-hmm. Well, my pick is Sean White. <clears throat> yeah. The, the the longest field goal of the year is uh, Mark Leggio, 57 yards. Huh. Uh, Sean White's was 52. You know, they're all up in uh, – everybody's over the 50. So, you know, it's, it's hard to decide on that one. Um he made 51 attempts. 
completed 46 of them. No, 53 attempts and made 50 of them. I mean, how do you how do you argue with that? Only three misses. Some guys miss three field goals in a game. Yep. Yep. Uh, like I said, Boar Speedy was 37 attempts and 37 made. So he only missed two. But it, uh, he, 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 you know, half the, half the attempts. Okay. Uh, let's go indifferent. Rudy. Special teams player, Sean White, Javon Leak. You know what? I was like a good kicker. I, I think Fleming or Sean White. Sorry, Fleming. I'm, I White. give it to a veteran. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's almost like the old. It's almost like picking the old lineman. It's very. I don't know how they can, how they're going to choose. They flip a coin. Like I'm not. Yeah. Well, I mean, the old lineman, it's the same position. You can go flip a coin back and forth. Special teams, they, they were two different positions. They did two different things. Both of them were amazing. Yeah. They were both amazing yeah. at what they did. Right? Yeah, they should almost have a separate, separate, separate category, but I don't Yeah. Okay. William, your thoughts on that, or are there any? Yeah, there are. <laughs> you know, I don't think any fucking kicker should ever win any award. So right. Do you think a kicker? There you go. That's my. Yes, they have some Fuck. skill. Oh. Okay. They have some skill. Okay. It's that simple. Anyways. Okay. I don't even know who these two rookies are. Kai Gray from Edmonton and Steger from Toronto. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his first name. Let's just ignore this and go on to Coach of the Year. Mike O'Shea, Ryan Dinwiddie. Um, I, I, honestly, Mike O'Shea has just been consistent. There's nothing outstanding about what he's done. He's just consistently coached a good team. He, he hasn't increased his wins over last year or the year before, the year before. He's just, he's in there. Ryan Dinwiddie, well, 16-2 and two is, is, is a hard, hard argument. I mean, last year, honestly, at the beginning of last year, all of us on this panel said Ryan Dinwiddie's going to get fired. He's one of the first coaches that's going to get fired. And they just kept winning. And it was hard not hard to fire somebody when he keeps winning. And here he is, sixteen and two, coach of the year. My opinion. Charles, who are you picking for coach of the year? Uh, to me, this is this sixteen and two. I'm sorry, this is Dinwiddie, uh, hands down. Well, Shea had a good year, but, I mean, he had the, about the same year as he did last year. And, uh, I mean, when you got a coach that uh, coming off of a great cup win to boot and then goes 16-2, and two, sorry, this is this should be uh, a slam dunk, I think, for Ryan Dinwiddie. Yeah. Okay. William? 
Um, no, on this one, I I'm sorry. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Mike O'Shea. I don't I don't like either one of them, but mm-hmm. I think I think Mike O'Shea has taken his team to the last three Grey Cups. He's won two of them. Okay, and in my mind, he he he's a good coach because these guys aren't hungry anymore, and they're obviously still motivated to get there. And uh, I think he's done a good job of motivating them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it doesn't matter either one. Like I said, I don't like Ryan Dinwiddie. I don't like Mike O'Shea either. Yeah. Um, Rudy. Uh, you know what? He can't ignore sixteen and two, so uh, we'll go with uh, Dinwiddie. He's done a good job. Won the Great Cup last year, and he backed it up this year. So, and done a good job with Mike Kelly with uh, with Kelly uh, at quarterback. So, yeah, I think I think Dinwiddie will de- deserves it. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to argue that one. It really is. Uh, Calgary Stampeders and the Hamilton Tiger Cats boast the longest Grey Cup odds. Yeah. Okay, I'm not surprised by that. I don't even think it's anything to view. Argos finished the season at the top of the power rankings. I disagree with that. That was a three-down power ranking. It wasn't the CFL.ca's. Bob Dice returns as head coach of the Ottawa Red Blacks. How the hell does that happen? Um, they're giving him the benefit of the doubt, moving him forward. Let him, let him work it out and see what happens. I mean, they fired my, it, Michael J after the first year. Where would Winnipeg be right now? Or was it, is it money related? That's what I'm wondering. They just don't want to pay another coach. <clears throat> yeah. and they, I think you're still paying Paul LaPolice, too. So I, I, I mean, you got to pay. I, I mean, they got to pay him, too. They don't. They don't have it. a big budget. They don't. They don't have a. They don't have a big budget like Saskatchewan or Winnipeg. So they can't just throw money around. I mean, so. if you think about it, they fired Paul LaFleece after his first year, and he was no worse than Bob Dice and no better than Bob Dice. So, and Bob I don't Dice think they should have fired him either. No, I don't think they should have. I, so, I think he's got whatever. the short end of the stick in, in Winnipeg, and he got the short end in Ottawa. But, you know, yeah, Ottawa's, Ottawa's trouble started when they didn't want to re-sign uh, Harris um, after the 2018 Great Cup. He wanted an extra 20000 bucks on his bonus, and they said no, so he walked. And then Ottawa brought in three backups, a third stringer, they haven't recovered. It's been four years. Jonathan of, Jennings, Dominic Davis, and and some other. Yeah. But like, come on. Yeah. They they they've never recovered. They've had they like that's four consecutive, four, four three or four win seasons. That's more plumbers. Yeah. More plumbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, I have no problems with them keeping Bob Dice. I mean, the Ottawa was not a great team. They, he he didn't have a lot to work with. I mean, who, who's the who's the GM there? Is that Sean Burke? No, I, oh. 
It is. Fire danger. Who is Sean Furk is the general manager of Ottawa. Yeah. So I, I'm not totally convinced that he is the end all be all for general managers, but you know what? Hard to argue. He's what they got. Well, if they don't get a quarterback in there, I don't think Trump will be the answer. But, but come on. Jeremiah Mazzoli's coming back. What do you mean they don't have a quarterback? I can't believe he's still he under contract. You spelt Super Dave Osborne wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that was actually quite funny. Yeah. Okay. Where is the next thing here? Uh, Edmonton Elk season's over. Yeah, we know that. We're not going to reflect on that. We're going to go on to the unconventional onside punt strategy. Pays off again, but sparks rule debate. Why would it spark a rule debate? Do you actually have a problem with them doing it? A lot of people do. Well, my NFL Why? friends made fun. My NFL friends made fun of me and and made me feel bad. So I want the rule canceled because of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a princess, Rudy. <laughs> I, I think that is brilliant when you know the rules and you implement them differently yeah. than what anybody else has ever done before. I, I think you get kudos. I would love to see it. Too bad it's not legal in an NFL game. They would lose their their minds. <laughs> they would, uh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, defend it, right? It's fair for both teams. So the rules are fair for both teams. So if you don't like it, stop it. I mean, it. it you know, I mean, we do have an onside kick. Why can't you have an onside punt? Should the ball have to travel 10 yards? Is that That's the biggest argument, is that they say that the well, ball should they, have to travel 10 they, yards. They say if you want to get if you want to get the first down, you should at least have to kick it to the first down marker and recover it. Because, uh, it, I mean, it, it is strange that you need, like, 20 yards and you can kick the ball a yard across the line and recover it. I mean, I'm back and forth on it because I understand the rule and the, the rule says that if you punt it across the line and you're the one that kicked it, you're onside and you can recover it. But it's kind of cheap and chintzy to do when, you know, you need 20 yards for a first down and then you punt the ball a yard and recover it and then you get a first down out of it. I mean, but then there's the other argument that say, hey, if you're a defense, you've got to prepare for that possibility. Right. So, okay. Now, now let's look at know. this a different way. So, if the Montreal quarterback or the receiver fumbles the ball and recovers it, 
it's it, it's still it you, you still have to make the your ten yards or your your first right. That's not a where, first down. Right where if you fumble the ball and it's a legitimate fumble, why 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 isn't the the first down reset? Change because, possession. I don't know. It's weird. Right. I mean that that. Mm-hmm. I think that used to be a, a, a thing, didn't it? Used to be, and they changed that rule. Because I remember that you used to fumble the ball, and you pick up the ball, and it, if if the person who fumbles mm-hmm. it, if somebody else recovers it, what what's the difference? I was on block punt. I was on block punt or field goal, something like that. Change that rule. Right. Yeah. I don't have a problem with this. It's in the rules. It's, it's legitimate. Let let it fly. If, I mean, they found a very unique way of applying the rule, and it's legal. And and why is the receiver and why fifteen yard given fifteen yards cushion? Like I get you don't want to play right up in the line, but geez, like maybe play five yards off. Mm-hmm. There is a fix to that. Yeah. They press coverage. Like I can't stand the zone coverage in the CFL. It's like free giving up free first downs. Like if, if if you take advantage of it. Well, I mean certain times, right? I mean, Montreal at the time, it was this was in the first quarter. They were it was there was only seven minutes gone in the game and they were down uh it was second and 20, and they pulled this off. Later in the game, Hamilton is down second and 30, and they don't do it. Hamilton was successful. I mean, Montreal was successful. Hamilton punted long. They applied the rule properly. I don't. I have a problem, William. What do you think? No, nah, I don't. Play. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. If if they saw it there and they and they exploited it, fuck. Who cares? I, I call that. Uh, I call that creativity. Sorry. Huh. Ingenuity. Yep. It's literally uh, knowing the rules. It's knowing yep, the rules and how to apply them, right? It's like, I mean, remember, it... remember, remember a few years back, I can't remember who did it, but I remember uh, there was a punt on a play. The returning team, the guy ran back after the ball, and instead of jumping on the ball because the ball was near the sidelines, the, um, stuck one the, foot the, out the guy returning stuck a foot out of bounds and then touched the ball. And then the, they got penalized for an illegal punt because it was considered out of bounds. Yeah. Now, to me, that, that rule, there's a rule in play right now about um, unauthorized player. Once you're out of bounds, you're not allowed to be back on the field. But he didn't come back on the field. He just grabbed the he ball. He didn't come back in the field. field. No, he did not. Right. He, he stayed off field. So, you know, and it, it, it is illegal and it's still still usable 
That hasn't changed. I think that's even a rule in the NFL. I'm good with this rule. I, I don't think they should change it. it. It makes for an interesting game. You, you need to learn what you're doing. Defend against it if you don't mm-hmm. like it. Okay, so we're running out of things to talk about on here, and I'm running out of my voice. I really shouldn't be talking anymore. So uh, it's 10 minutes left in the show. I'm going to call it a night. And, okay. Uh, you, you guys okay with that? Yep, yep. I'm good with that. Unless, yep, fine with me. If there's any, anything else you want to talk about, speak up now. But otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 554. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and I am stretching the limits of my voice, so I'm going to bed. And uh, Rudy, say goodnight. Goodnight, everyone. Enjoy the games on uh, Saturday, and uh, we'll win the pegs awaiting the the winner of the semifinal. Charles, Charles. Uh, good night, folks. Thanks for uh, listening. Enjoy the playoffs, and we'll be here to break it down a week from now, and we'll know the division finals. Yeah, and Willie. Good night, everybody. Remember to watch football this weekend, and let's go with uh, Go Schooners Go.